ready for 2018. I, yeah, it's like, no, because I got to cook when I go home and things like that. But isn't it true that anytime you're going to do something, especially something new, you have to prepare for it? You always have to prepare when there's something new coming up. If you're going to join a new sports team, you have to prepare for it. If you're going to go to a new school, you have to prepare for it. If you're going to, uh, in fact, a, a lady came up to me, and uh, she, she's not, I think she moved away, so she would be okay with me telling this story because she's, she's not here. But she said, uh, she came up to me one day and she said, she said, Pastor Sheldon, do you, do, you, do you recognize anything new on me? Anything. And I'm like, um, no, I, I, your hair? I don't know. You know, men, sometimes you're oblivious. So I said, I don't know. What, what did you do? She goes, just think, think, anything new on me, anything new on me. And I'm thinking, what? why is she so, like, in my face? Then I said, I, I can't get it. She goes, my teeth, my teeth. I got brand new teeth. And I'm thinking, I never knew you had old teeth. So, but she did. She was so happy that she got new teeth. Now, I didn't know you could do that. But she was so excited. But then she said this. She said, but it's, it's, and this is how she was speaking. She said, it's so hard because it's brand new. I need to get used to it. She said, sometimes I feel like Sid the Sloth. You know, I'm from Ice Age. Yeah, Sid the Sloth. So she was, she was getting used to it. And I, I remember when she said that, I thought, we all need to get used to something when it's new. If you just had a recent, like, brand new haircut, Let's just say you had long hair and you cut it short, you have to get used to that. If you, if you got a, a brand new car, you prepare to get used to that. It's like anything that is new coming up, you must prepare for. It's amazing how God in our, in our solar system, the way he designed time, that we come around every 365 days into a brand new year. And he even breaks it up into bite-sized chunks called months and days, hours, and even minutes and seconds. He breaks it down so that we can always remember that he is a God who is always doing something new. But just in case you and I have been struggling through some ups and downs, and even in 2017, he says, let's renew come 2018. And he makes all things new. There's a scripture in the Bible, in the book of Matthew, chapter 9, that Jesus is kind of speaking about how God does new things. And in Matthew, chapter 9, if you have your Bibles, you can turn to Matthew, chapter 9, verse 16. And, or if you have your uh, New Hope Church app, you can uh, open that up. But I'll, I'll read what Jesus was, was talking about and what was happening at that time. Uh, Jesus is actually questioned about fasting and John's disciples came and asked him, he said, uh, how is it that we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus says, it's not, it's not whether you're fasting or not. But then he gives this answer. He says, how can the guests of the bridegroom, of the bridegroom mourn while he is with them? The time will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them. Then they will fast. And then Jesus goes into this parable. But it's not necessarily a parable. He's actually telling what takes place in the, in the process of when they made wine. So he says, you know, think of it this way. No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch will pull away from the garment, making the tear worse. Neither do people pour new wine 
into old wineskins. If they do, the skins will burst, the wine will run out, and the wineskins will be ruined. Nor do they pour new wine in... Oh, he says, no, they pour new wine into new wineskins. And then he ends with this, and both are preserved. In, in this passage, the book of Matthew actually says it from a different perspective than that of Mark or Luke. And the other synoptic gospels we call it, it's similar. But Matthew ties in, and both are preserved. The, the idea is that it's not the patch that pulls away from the garment. It's actually the, the, that it takes away from the garment. It, it removes from the garment what should have been added to or what should have been repairing the garment, which that patch is supposed to do. Because it's not shrunken yet, it's a new patch, it actually takes away from this old garment. And the patch makes it less valuable of a material, the garment, because it tears away as that newness starts to shrink. In other words, what Jesus was saying is, when there's something new that's coming in, that God's going to bring in, he's going to also bring in something new that can contain whatever new that is coming in so that together both will be preserved. When Jesus gives this story, they understand how to make wine. They understand the process, they understand what is required, and they understand what it meant to use old wineskins and new wine because what they would do is use the old wineskins to save money, but then when they poured the new wine in and it started to ferment, it broke the old wineskin because it couldn't handle the fermentation. So they tried to cut corners and, and take shortcuts in saving money for the old wineskins as they brought in new wine. And Jesus says, you, you understand that. You understand you can't do that because both are going to be ruined. So Jesus was referring to the container in which the wine is being held in as well as the new wine coming in. And so he likens it in this kind of way, that whenever God wants to do something new, God needs to do something new, not just in what he's going to do, but in a container that's going to contain the newness that's coming in. In other words, God must create a new heart in us to prepare us for what he's about to do in 2018. In other words, I cannot take in my old heart from 2017, all the junk that comes with it, and come into 2018 and say, Lord, here I am, pour into me a new spirit, give me vision, give me dreams, give me a, a new, I was going to say, give me a new, a new family, give me a new spouse, but Lord, give me a newness in my family, give me newness in my spouse, in my children, give us newness. And he's going to say, okay, I'm going to start with the container. I'm going to start with your heart. Because if I start with your heart, then when I pour into your heart, you'll be able to contain it. If I give you all the newness first, and it's like, oh, overwhelming, but your heart isn't prepared for it, anything will trip you up. And so what God does is he prepares our heart in such a way that we can contain the new that comes in. All of us prepare for what is new. I remember when we were first going to buy, we were going to buy a, a new van we wanted to get a van because our children were, you know, kind of growing up, and, and then they had friends, and we were also overseeing the youth ministry, so we always had youth with us. 
So we had to get a van. But then we were thinking, wait a minute. We're going from this car to a brand new van. We can't use the old rules from this car that you can eat whatever you want and then bring it into this car. We have to, we have to redo some things. So there was no eating in this car. There was no putting your feet up on the dashboard. There was no walking in with grass on your feet, mud on your feet. You had to bathe before you came in. You had to put on deodorant. So we changed all the rules before you came in this car. It just came with the newness. We prepare like that even for our cars. We prepare like that even for a brand new home. If, if you're going to walk into your brand new home, you don't do the old things you used to. You start changing up some things. Why? Because you want to preserve the new. And so it is with God. He says, I'm going, to, I'm going to do a new thing in this container so that when I pour in the new, you'll be able to handle it, sustain it, and contain all the new things that I'm going to do. In Jeremiah chapter 24, verse 7, he says, I will give them a heart to know me that I am the Lord, that they will be my people, and I will be their God, for they will return to me with all of their heart. That's what God looks for. He looks for a heart that is going to follow hard after him. That word to know, when he says, I will give them a heart to know me, it's a word that means reveal. In other words, God is going to give us a heart so that when he reveals himself to us, we recognize him. We can see him. We can hear him. But if our heart never changes and our heart stays the same, it doesn't matter how much God speaks. It doesn't matter what he reveals. We won't recognize it or catch it because our hearts are still in the old. And so he says, I want to renew your heart. I was walking by our kitchen one day at our home, and there was just this weird smell, just a, a, like a funky smell. And I was thinking, what is that? So you know when you go into dog hound mode, some of you have a, one, of, one of the members in your family is a dog hound. And you know who they are. They say, what's, what's that? They're like, stop, stop. Nobody move. That's you. That's not you. That's, who's this? And they, they sniff around everywhere. And, and finally, I caught what it was. It was our kitchen sponge. You know, the sponge that you wash dishes with. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. The sponge is used to clean things. How come it's not clean? But really what the sponge is used for is to clean food that food contains bacteria. And so when we clean with our sponge and we let it dry out or if you let it sit in some bowl, bacteria starts to creep in and it starts to multiply and then it starts to become stinky. Now right away everyone's saying, you know, hey, you know what you got to do? You put them in the microwave. Hey, you know what you got to do? You got to heat them up, freeze them, do this, throw that. I was like, why not just get another sponge? Just get a... Let's get a brand new sponge. How long are you going to microwave the thing? No, you kill all the bacteria. Yeah, you kill the sponge too. So you, you take out the old. If not, if you don't take out the old and you keep the new sponge, you can keep wringing it out. You can, you can keep washing it. But bacteria will still be in that sponge. And it begins to stink. It, and then it's, it's just gross. And that's what happens with our heart. If our hearts are just old and spongy and, and bacteria seeps in and, and we just bring in everything that's of the junk of the old and of 2017 and we never renew it. Oh, we can squeeze it out. We can even kind of clean it a little bit. But God says, I want to give you a new heart. And I want to give you the kind of heart to know me. Not just the kind of heart that feels good or is just on the emotive side, 
but I want to give you a heart that knows me, one that draws close to me so that I can now pour into you and you'll be saturated with my spirit. And then when you squeeze it out, pureness comes out, no longer bacteria, but it requires a newness of our heart. In the book of, uh, excuse me, Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 25 through 27, it says that I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh, which means a receptive heart. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Now, why does God prepare us for the new? Why go through all the hassle? Why does God have to do that? Why does he have to prepare our hearts? Why does he have to speak to us? Why do we gather? Why are we going to pray tonight for 2018? Why are we going to gather as family at our candlelight service? Why do we do these things? Why are we going to celebrate what God is about to do? Now, we do all of these things so that when God moves in our life, we can be used for his glory because his way is always the best way. His ways are always the best. He created us so he knows how we work best. And sometimes we think we know better than God. We try it on our own and God says, you're only going to come back to me. Why not do it my way and then save you years of heartache and pain? Just stay close to me. This, this new container that God is going to be making in us, this new heart, is needed. So when God pours into us, we won't just reach full capacity and start tearing or break down or fall apart or have a nervous breakdown or burn out or give up or, or we start looking for the easy way out. He says, I'm going to build this container, give you a new heart so that when I pour into your life, you'll be able to handle the tough things coming up also. See, the preparing of our hearts is not an end in itself. It, it, it's, a, it's a means to something greater. Matthew 5, 13 through 16 says it like this. In fact, let's read this together because this is part of one of our scriptures that uh, when you see this, this shirt, in fact, Pastor Ward was wearing it. It says salt. It means serving and learning together. And that's how we do church here. But this is what it says. Let's read it together. Ready? Go. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. This is what God is calling us to be. He's saying, no, you're to be salt and light. Now, why is it to be salt and light? Why does God use these items to, to show us how to be? Well, if you think about it, what does salt do? Yeah, salt adds flavor. That's what salt does. It adds flavor. What does light do? Yeah, it causes us to see. It also is used for surgery. Light can be used for so many things. Salt and light. God says this is who we're supposed to be. So when he 
brings in this new container, redoes our heart and gives us a new heart. He says, with that, you're going to now be salt and light to the world. So when you go out into the world, people taste how good I am, and they see how good I am. That's what the Psalms tell us. Psalm 34, verse 8. Let's read this together. Ready? Go. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in Him. See, when you take refuge in God, that's where joy comes from. So in 2017, yeah, we had our ups and downs. I can't tell you how often I I went through a year, and and every year coming around to the next year, I would say, Lord, I'm going to draw closer to you. Lord, I'm going to go to church every week. Lord, I'm going to read the Bible every day. Lord, I'm going to pray. I, I made all of those things, but after a while, I began to think, wait a minute, Lord, those are great. I can make those resolutions. That's great. But you know what is the greatest? And it's not necessarily a resolution. It's more like a revolution. That, Lord, I'm just going to love you more. I'm just going to love you. Because when I love you, I'm going to want to read your word. I'm not going to read your word because I need to. And, yeah, I do need to. But I want to read your word because I love you. I want to spend time with you. I I want to be among the believers, not because I need to check off an attendance sheet, but because I I need the fellowship among my brothers and sisters. I need the encouragement because we're the body of Christ and left alone, we start to decay, deteriorate, and die off. And he says, stay connected. And so in 2018, make that your revolution that we would just love God more and more every day. We're going to transition outside. In fact, when you came in, you were given this candle with this little cardboard that's to protect, okay? And let me just give you some instruction on what we're going to do. We're going to close in prayer in here, and then we're just going to celebrate, and then we're going to head outside. I'm going to invite the worship team to come up. But um, when you go outside, make sure you take this apart, and then you put the, this piece on here. You don't have to do it now, but some of you have already done that, and that's Okay. And you're going to take this out, and it's very simple. You just put it over. This is to protect your hand. Now, here is the instruction. When we go outside, uh, Pam Thomas, my mama, she's going to light my candle, and then I'm going to hold my candle, and some of the staff are going to light theirs. And then they're going to go out into uh, everyone else, the congregation, and then you're going to light your candle with everyone else. So when you light your candle, if yours is lit, you hold it still. Everybody paying attention? Okay, good. Lest you start turning it and light somebody else and all the wax drip on their, on their arm and, ah, you burned me. And so you want to make, sure, yeah, make sure those that are lit keep it like this. And then the children, when we dismiss you, if they're not with you and your children are on the other side, you're going to pick them up first and then they're going to get glow sticks. And then they're going to join us in our covered courtyard and we're all going to have our candlelight service together. And just be careful with this, okay? And women, if you have, and even men, if you have, like, you know, chemicals in your head, uh, you know, hairspray and things, be very careful, okay? I don't want to end up on a viral video, you know, so just make sure we got this, okay? Can we do that? But you can put your candles down for now. We're going to pray, and then we're going to stand together. Would you bow your heads with me? Heavenly Father, we're so grateful for this evening that we get to worship you together. As we close off 2000. And 17, we pray for a new heart for 2018. It's going to be a brand new season, Lord, but it's going to be a season with you 
with our family members. We also pray for our family members that might be distant from you. Maybe they're struggling in their relationship with you. Maybe our children have gone wayward or maybe, maybe our spouse or our siblings, a co-worker, a friend. Lord, we pray for them right now that, that they would draw close to you, that your spirit would move in such a way that it would kind of help them navigate back to you. Lord, we also pray for a new heart. Lord, give us a brand new heart that we would let go of all the junk and the bacteria that comes with 2017 and all the negativity that has come into our lives. Lord, we release that to you in the name of Jesus that you would give us and breathe into us a brand new spirit that our hearts would be able to contain all that you're about to do. I pray for anyone here tonight, Lord, if they don't know you as their personal God, if they've never called upon you as Lord and Savior, that they would do so. It's a simple prayer. And if you're here tonight and you say, I, I want Jesus in my heart, it's a very simple prayer. In fact, we can pray this right now. And, and if that's you, you just say these words, words loud and clear. We're going to all pray this together, but especially for those who may be accepting Jesus for the first time. And here's our prayer. Let's pray this. Heavenly Father, thank you for a new season. Thank you for dying on the cross and rising from the grave. Jesus, I believe in you. Give me a new heart, a new spirit, a new way of thinking, and a new way of living. I trust you, and I will follow you. In Jesus' name I pray. With every head bowed and eyes closed, if you said that prayer for the first time, would you just lift a hand real briefly? I just want to pray over you real quickly. Yeah, God sees you. God bless you right there. God bless you too. Yeah, God sees your heart. Okay, anybody else? I'm just panning to my right. Okay? Okay? Yeah, God sees you right here. Yeah, God bless you. You're receiving Jesus. That's an eternal decision. Yeah, God purchased you at a high price. Okay, yeah, you're right there too. You can put your hands down. Lord, we're so thankful that together we can enter into 2018 knowing that we have a brand new heart. At any time, Lord, if anything of the old starts to creep its way up, we always need to remember that those who are in Christ are a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. We thank you for these things. In Jesus' name we pray. And we all said together, amen, amen. Can we congratulate these who said yes to Jesus tonight?